Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey Lions fans, Michael Gray here for the Detroit Lions podcast. Apologies in advance for anything that's going on with my voice fighting a little bit of a cold this week. But the NFL waits for no man. It's week number six. The Lions are on the road to Tampa Bay. It's a battle of first place teams. So let's get right into my week six wish list. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Before I get to my first wish for the week, please hit us with a subscription. Hit the notification bell. That keeps you up to speed on everything that's going on here at the DLP and keeps all of our content out from underneath annoying paywalls. It's all totally free. We just need you to participate. I read all the comments. I respond to some of them, uh, even the mean ones. Uh, It happens from time to time. So please hit us with all of that and be a part of what we've got going on here at the Detroit Lions podcast. Wish number one is to make life miserable for Baker Mayfield up front with that front four. The Lions need to play really good defense. Tampa Bay is not nearly as bad at football as I wish they were. Baker Mayfield's playing pretty good right now, but their run game has not been great. They're averaging about 87 yards a game, about three yards a carry, and the Lions defense absolutely has to keep them on trend with that. You want to make sure that run game doesn't get off the ground and doesn't start gouging them for any big gains. They haven't gouged anybody so far. Even though they're 3-1, and one, I believe their longest run from scrimmage is about 14 yards. So you need to keep them in check with regards to the run game. You don't want them getting that on track because that opens up a whole bunch of things. And Baker Mayfield, unfortunately for uh, yours truly and Lions fans everywhere, is playing pretty good ball right now. If you watch any of the media sessions coming out of Tampa Bay, you will see a very calm, cool, relaxed, happy Baker. He just watched the Oklahoma Sooners beat Texas. He's generally better when he's got a giant chip on his shoulder, so maybe the happiness works against him. I don't know. I'm going off script a little bit with that one. That's just that's just my hopefulness speaking. Uh, what I do know tactically is that the Lions can put a ton of pressure on with the front four if they keep that run game in check and then just get after it. Each person on that Tampa Bay offense that was asked any questions about the Lions this week, isolated number 97, Aiden Hutchinson. There were also some mentions of Aleem. They know that they've got game wreckers in that front four for Detroit, and they need to get in there and wreck the game. Keep the run game in check. Keep the pressure on Baker. That's going to be an absolute key to getting a win down there in Florida. Wish number two for this week in this game against the Bucks is to hang on to the ball. For all of the challenges that Tampa Bay presents the Lions, the one that they've been really, really good at no matter who they're playing this year, is forcing turnovers. They've got four forced fumbles and they've managed to recover all of them. You throw in with that six interceptions and a very, very savvy couple of linebackers for this Tampa Bay team, and they're turning the ball over at a really fast rate. Now, the nerds will tell you that 
turnovers, especially fumbles, are not a function of science and can't be relied upon statistically. And the Lions, for their part, have shown that they are resilient when they have turned the ball over and that they can turn around and recover from that and do the things that they need to to get a win in spite of that. Don't tempt fate. Tampa Bay has been really good at taking the ball away. The Lions have had some fits and starts with turnovers. They need to hang on to the ball and maintain that focus in a really important road game, which is not something I imagined myself saying about a Detroit-Tampa Bay matchup in October that's been flexed into the late afternoon spot. All of this is very strange considering I don't think they've ever played each other as first place teams in the 22 or 23 years that Tampa Bay has been a part of the NFC South. All of this is new territory, but the turnovers are something that the Lions have to keep an eye on. Going back to the confidence of Baker Mayfield and how well he's playing right now, the last thing you want to do is give number six any additional bites at the apple. Hang on to the football. Just because the Lions have been good at recovering from mistakes doesn't mean they should spend the rest of the season recovering from mistakes. Wasn't that long ago in that Seattle game, two turnovers ended up being a 14-point difference and the swing point of the game. Turnovers will kill you in the NFL. They have benefited Tampa Bay to this point. The Lions have got to limit them and keep an eye on that. Hang on to the football. Number four this week for the game down in Tampa is to take the air out of the ball with a little help from number five, David Montgomery. Back-to-back 100-yard games for the Lions running back, all the more important on his 19 carries last week because Jameer Gibbs was not in the game, and now Zonovan Knight looks like he's going to be done for quite some time. Your running back depth has been stretched, and the entire Lions identity runs through David Montgomery. If this sounds like a repeat from last week, it's because it is, but apparently it bears repeating. Dan Campbell was asked about it earlier this week in a media session, And he said, yes, the Lions did pick up David Montgomery with the notion that he would be a bell cow back. And he's the kind of guy that you can ride for 20, 25, 30 carries in the case of the Green Bay game if you need to. And you can establish a ground game that gets harder to deal with as the game goes on and makes teams quit in the third and fourth quarter when you need to salt away wins. And Lions fans have watched this play out repeatedly in the first five weeks five weeks where I might remind everybody, especially the fantasy football community, that the Lions have won four of those games by using that philosophy and by using this running back. He's been outstanding. I said in my week five recap that he is the single biggest acquisition of the offseason. I stand by that. He identifies the Lions offense. He's it. He's what you think of when you think of how Detroit is going to play offense. He makes everything that Jared Goff is doing at an exceptionally high level. I see you pro football focus with that number one quarterback ranking. I saw that. I had to hurt. I still think we probably need a crisis management team to go see those guys at the headquarters of PFF for all of the nice things they have to say about Detroit after the offseason that Detroit definitely did not have despite what they said. And that's all aside. David Montgomery has been outstanding and they need a steady diet of him. It's a road game. You're going to be out there on the grass in Tampa and David Montgomery has to be that guy. Now, having said that, I shared this with the Slack. If you're not a part of the Slack channel, join that while you're there at the Detroit Lions podcast website. Make sure you're a part of that. It is an entertaining Lions conversation. To the fantasy football general manager owner warlords, of the world. 
and to the draftinic nerds that won't let it go, please shut the entire hell up about positional value and whether or not Brad Holmes can afford to take Jameer Gibbs at 12 or, for that matter, also at 12, Jamison Williams. The fact of the matter is the Lions are winning. He took a 313 and one team in year one, went to nine and eight, is sitting at four and one and in first place. That doesn't need a lot of analysis. Anecdotally, you can bet Brad Holmes knows more about roster construction than you do. He understands positional value and skill sets more than you do. I actually read two different dum-dums that said the Lions are proof of good results from bad process. Again, 313-1, 9-8, currently sitting at 4-1 in a battle of first-place teams down there in Tampa Bay on Sunday, which has been flexed the afternoon. You don't know more about this stuff than Brad Holmes. Jameer Gibbs is absolutely going to show out and pay dividends for what he is at some point in the season. And to the absolute peak of stupidity that we're trying to have some sort of argument about whether or not Jameer Gibbs, who was once called an offensive weapon and is now being called to change your pace back, is somehow changed in the Lions' esteem. My God, put your laptop down and go touch grass. Finally, my wish for this week is a whole healthy sea of Honolulu blue and silver on my television as I watch the game on Sunday afternoon. So far, Lions fans have traveled incredibly well to Green Bay and KC in primetime. And with all the expat Michiganders and all the expat Lions fans that are now running around in Florida full time, I'm looking right at you, Chris. We can see you. Um, make sure you're on TV. Get get there. Get there early. It's always fun to watch these uh, these stadiums get taken over by Lions fans to hear the Lions chants and all of the stuff that goes along with that. If only because, and I'm going to be in the minority on this, it's okay, I'll die on this hill, the Buccaneers are rolling out their god-awful creamsicle throwbacks. Maybe, maybe the worst uniform in history. Second possibly only to that brief period of time when the Vancouver Canucks were rocking the brown, the, 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 that was an abomination too. But uh, the Tampa Bay throwbacks are terrible. It would be really, really neat to see all the contrast. And as a Lions fan, it is always fun with that late game to see them throw it back to the studio in front of throngs of Lions fans infesting the stands and doing all of the things that Lions fans have been doing this year. People are still learning about this team. They're coming around to it pretty fast. You listen to the Tampa Bay media sessions, nothing but respect for how Detroit is playing football, for the players they have on the offense and defense, for the coaching staff and the strategies that they put together, and for the fact that this team is a worthy opponent regardless of who you are or where you're playing. They're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. But the fans might. There was genuine surprise in Kansas City. There was genuine lament in Green Bay. And Florida is ripe for the picking. Full of people that used to call the Great Lakes State home and I hope to see so many of you on television. Quick aside, also, hockey season. Go Wings. Let's go. I need some playoff hockey in my life. It's been a weird, weird few years without it, so let's get that fixed. That has nothing to do with any of this. Please subscribe to the channel. Uh, be a part of things. Again, the notification bell, the thumbs up, the thumbs down. I see all the comments. I respond to the ones that need responding to. 
And uh, if you have any questions, please hit me up there. Until next week. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. You've had enough of that shit.